Hello and welcome to Marvellous Monday with its treat portion of APW Property Podcast for your delectation and delight. Um, APW, as regulars will know, advises expats on buying property in the UK and has been doing just that for over 30 years. Today it's a City Watch episode and we'll be putting our imaginary podcast walking boots on and taking a stroll round the city of Derby. Uh, joining me today in their imaginary cagoules, uh, eyeing up the city, are... Ben Lewis and Callum Williamson from APW. Hi, Ben. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And hi, Callum. Hey, Paul. Good to be back. And, uh, well, nice to have you on uh, as as ever. Uh, let's start, as always, with finding out where Derby is. Callum. Okay, this is me. Um, it's a city that sits on the River Derwent in the county of Derbyshire. It is 128.5 miles precisely from London up the M1, heading north and slightly west. Uh, just over 40 miles northeast of Birmingham, and it sits in what we call uh, the Midlands, basically. Yeah, basically it's in the middle of the UK, isn't it, really? Yeah, there you go, that's it. Um, it also sits between Leicester to the south and Sheffield to the north. It's pretty close to Nottingham, uh, which you can learn about in another of our APW City Watch episodes from last year. So uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, have a listen to that. And if you head due east from Derby, you'll go through Grantham, um, a famous home of Margaret Thatcher, and uh, you'll hit the coast in the Wash, uh, which basically shows you how in the middle it is. So uh, why Derby, Ben? Well, um, one of the fun facts about Derby is that um, by train, you are at least 3.5 hours away from any major city in the UK, which is, very, which is a very good pull uh, for any investor who is looking at Derby because uh, their tenants can travel around the UK at ease, I would say. Plus, we, we have um, developments there as well. So uh, please obviously get in touch about that. Tell us about that development. Uh, well, the, I mean, the development itself, we're, it is, it's lovely. You know, it's an old uh, conversion of a mill, an old working mill. It's, um, it's about a mile south of the train station. Uh, you've got to cross the tracks to get there. So it's about a 25-minute walk from the uh, Derby train station. It's a nine-minute walk to the Rolls-Royce head office, um, which is one of the largest employers in the area. So it's a real good spot. So as I say, it's a conversion of an old, um, an old working mill. Is seventy-one in two beds in there, and um, we've done one of these before about uh, eight years ago. And they have, you know, the sort of floor-to-ceiling windows that come with the sort of, um, you know, the mills of the time. All the traditional period features inside, you know, the exposed steel beaming, all that sort of stuff. So it hits the sweet spot. You know, it's not too many units over. Uh, it's you know, it's a good, good small amount. It's in a good central location. And it's got character uh, as well. And sorry, just to add to what Ben was saying about the trains and the travel to Birmingham, it's 36 minutes on the train. So you can walk to the train station, then 36 minutes to Birmingham. Uh, it's 23 to Nottingham. It's 30 to Sheffield. And direct train to St. Pancreas, London is an hour and 30 direct. And then, yeah, six minute drive to the Rolls Royce head office. So it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty good spot. 
Okay, well, we'll find out more about that in our uh, PIE look at the population infrastructure and employment. Uh, so let's find out more about the city. Um, yeah, I'm going to start off. You mentioned uh, mills there. The Museum of Making at Derby Silk Mill, uh, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh, it sits in the Derwent Valley Mills UNESCO World Heritage Site on the site of the world's first factory. And the museum profiles the city's 300-year history of making, displaying over 50,000 objects. Uh, so uh, any more fun facts, either of you? I've got a good one, yeah. The hot dog was invented by a Darbian. Is that how you'd say it, Paul? A Darbian? Darbian? Yeah, a Darbian, I guess, yeah. A Darbian, yeah. So who knew that? Uh, Darby was the home of the inventor of this legendary American snack. But that's the claim for Harry M. Stevens, who put his catering skills to use after emigrating to the USA in the 1800s, credited also with design, designing the baseball scorecard and with pioneering soda drinking through paper straw. The story goes that he came up with the idea of putting Dushan sausages into rolls to, <laughs> to roar up the fans at his baseball concession in New York. Okay. Yeah, a, da a, a, a Dachstund, uh, which is, yeah. uh, well, it's a German sausage, but it's also the name of a dog, which is presumably where you get the hot dog from. Uh, the sausage dog, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, so there you go. So actually quite a few American things were invented by a Darbayan. Yeah, and Annie's Burger Shack and Derby was voted the best burger bar in England in 2019, celebrating the hot dog. That is pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, Callum, when you say Darbayan, it does sound somewhere very tropical, somewhere that uh, you might see in the Caribbean. But yeah, um, I've got a, a fun fact for you guys, sport related. It might not be a good one, probably probably bad on Derby, really. But you, when... You're not selling it to us very well. <laughs> hey, well, Derby, Derby County, the, the, the big football team in Derby, they got to the, the Premier League. Um, this would be, I think, roughly about 20 years ago. And they have the record for the lowest amount of points that anyone has accumulated in the Premier League, which I think was around 16 points. So they only won, I don't know, three or four games in a whole season, which um, isn't really good, but it just shows you that Derby, from a sporting point of view, are a very big, have a very big following. Okay. Uh, Florence Nightingale was born in 1820 and, uh, and spent her early years in Derbyshire, where her family had, a, had an estate. She was a famous nurse in the Crimean War uh, in the 19th century, uh, along with Mary Seacole, who was also present in Crimea at the time. Nice. Uh, video game character Lara Croft, who already has a road named after her in the city, uh, may be fictional, but the English archaeologist, beloved by millions in games and films, was born at Core Design in Derby. Yes, and there's a, you know, like you say, there's a, a street named after her in the city. And uh, Derby Arboretum. Uh, it's known for being England's first public park, but it's also been cited as the inspiration for New York's Central Park. Uh, apparently, Frederick Law Olmsted visited the Grade 2 listed area in 1859 and incorporated some of the features into his design for the famed American City Park. So, uh, anyway, that's, uh, there's some fun facts. Let's have a bit of history of uh, Derventio which is what the Romans called it before the Anglo-Saxons took it over and then lost it to the Vikings in one of those uh, one of those bundles that seem to be part of the history of most of the towns in the north. They named it Jurabi. Uh, that's my best Viking accent, uh, which was one of the five boroughs of the Dane law. Diorabi uh, means the village of the deer, apparently. 
Early on, it was a fortified settlement and the centre of trade uh, had a mint and a market and plenty of local craftsmen to draw on. Uh, by the Doomsday Book in 1086, it had a population of 2,000. Uh, got some royal charters in 1154 and 1204, giving the townsfolk some rights and a merchant's guild. Uh, medieval Derby was the centre of the wool industry. Uh, there was a small monastery in 1140, St James's Priory, which added a hospital in the 13th century, and then Henry VIII got rid of those in the 16th century. Uh, the town got a piped water supply in 1692, which was the first civic system of piped water, and they ran through wooden pipes. Uh, the clothing industry that, that had thrived, so unsurprisingly, a silk industry settled in Derby with the first water-powered silk mill in 1717. Uh, this after a man called John Lomb, John Lomb, Lomby, I don't know, John Lomb, uh, had stolen the art of silk throwing from Piedmont in Italy. Uh, he was poisoned by them in revenge in 1722, it said. A man from Derby also created the Derby rib attachment, which made it easier to manufacture stockings. So Derby became a centre of hosiery. Uh, are you fond of hosiery, uh, Callum? Uh, yeah, you know, I've been, um, yeah, known to, to be partial, yeah. Not to wear, not to wear them myself, that is. <laughs> yeah. Prone to wearing the odd silk stocking. Um, uh, the manufacturer of porcelain in the locality began in 1750, and after a visit by George III in 1773, the town was granted a patent to mark the china with a crown, and the local product became known thereafter as Crown Derby, and that was amended to Royal Crown Derby by Queen Victoria in 1890. Uh, plenty of civic improvements as Derby prospered, the public libraries, a town hall, church designed by A.W. Pugin, uh, got an art school and a public swimming pool, that was all in the 19th century, and the Arboretum was donated by wealthy local businessman named Joseph Strutt, whose money came from the family textile business. And maybe he was wearing some hose as well, um, which is why he was strutting. Uh, Derby went big on railways and the Midland Railway Company began making engines there in the mid-19th century. Uh, manufacturing continued to thrive with Rolls-Royce, which you've already mentioned, coming to town in 1907 to make car and aircraft engines. And Bombardier set up so shop in Derby as well at the Lit Church Lane Works in 2001. That's picking up from all of those years of railway manufacture, railway engine manufacturing. So time for some pie. I think uh, population, infrastructure and employment. Callum, do you want to kick us off with the population stats? I will do, yeah. And I will just say that um, Rolls-Royce and Bombardier are, you know, still some of the largest employers uh, in the area. So they've got a long tradition of em employment there. And yeah, we'll talk talk a bit more about that. So uh, pi, population, infrastructure, employment. So population uh, between the last two censuses held in 2011 and 2021, population of Derby increased by 5.1% from around uh, 250,000 in uh, 2011 to uh, 261,000 in uh, 2021, according to ONS. That's the Office for National Statistics. In 2021, Derby was home to around 23.9 people per football pitch-sized piece of land, compared with 22.8 in uh, 2011. This area was the third most densely populated local authority area across the East Midlands after Leicester and Nottingham. Slightly slower growth than across the East Midlands. Uh, in terms of 
population makeup, very diverse population um, with just over 15% Asian or Asian British, Asian Welsh, uh, 4% uh, from black, uh, black British, black Welsh, Caribbean, African populations. So pretty diverse as you know, we see across the Midlands and Nowadays, the percentage of private renting increased from 16, 16.8 in 2011 to 21.3 in 2021, which is pretty consistent with what we're seeing across the UK, a shift towards renting. What about the university and the students? 34,000 students at the University of Derby, which is top 50 university ranked by The Guardian. And then there's also the Derby College Group. Steady growth in population with an extra 5,000 people expected coming in the in the coming years. And then the sort of wider population area is home to 2.1 million people in the travel to work into land or surrounding area. Okay, thanks for that, Callum. Um, for infrastructure, you've got the M1, which is the UK's north-south motorway spine, uh, close by at 15 minutes by car to Junction 24. Uh, Derby is 93 minutes by train from London St Pancras. Uh, 35 trains a day. Uh, as you said at the beginning, 30-minute train journeys will take you to Nottingham, Leicester, Birmingham, Sheffield and, and other cities around that Midlands region. Uh, East Midlands Airport, which is just to the southeast, will take you to 80 destinations worldwide. Birmingham Airport is not that far away. Uh, it's got a good local bus network. National Express coaches go to the Derby bus station. And they say uh, that they've invested £3.8 billion in the city between 2011 and 2023. They've got 4,000 city centre homes in the pipeline uh, with a 3,500 seat performance venue and also a £70 million business school. Uh, the Museum of Making, which we mentioned earlier, opened in 2021, showcasing the region's 300-year history of manufacturing and making. The Derby Arena is a top-of-the-tree cycling velodrome, which opened in 2015. Derbyon is a big shopping centre with over 200 shops, uh, some high street chains and independent shops and food outlets. It's owned by the Q80 Sovereign Wealth Fund and attracts 21 million visits a year. Uh, it was formerly owned by Westfield. Rolls-Royce opened a nuclear academy in uh, Derby last year at Infinity Park, which is a £20 million R&D facility, reinforcing Derby's nuclear research capability. Uh, there's a smart park, Segro, uh, which is a 2 million square foot high tech food manufacturing and distribution enterprise. Pride Park is a business park. And then there's the Beckettwell scheme in the city centre, which is a £200 million regeneration site which includes a 259 build-to-rent unit from Granger PLC, a new public park and that 3,500 seat performance venue. The University of Derby Business School, as we mentioned, that's opening. Uh, there's a Victorian Market Hall. That's all in the city centre development pipeline. And Derby has also been chosen as the HQ for the Great British Railways Government Department. Uh, so there's a lot happening and you can see, uh, you can see it all on the website um, if you want to look up for more detail on a lot of those things, uh, the website Invest in Derby. What about employment, Ben? Yeah, sure. Well, you've, you've well, you just mentioned uh, Rolls Royce, Bombardier, Toyota, um, who have produced 4.5 million cars in Derby. You've got Alstom, 
who are a leading supplier um, of uh, new trains and train services, who are leading signaling and rail infrastructure provider as well. Uh, they're based in Derby, and Derby has been chosen, like you mentioned, as the HQ for the Great British Railways Government Department. Um, it also has the highest proportion in any UK city of people working in the high tech functions, uh, 11.8 to be precise. And yeah. yeah, it's 11.8% yeah. rather than 11.8 people. Um, but... <laughs> I wonder where they get the the, yeah, the 0.8 from there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, with that 11.8 employed in high-tech functions, uh, the, the highest proportion of any uh, UK city, businesses in Derby draw from an extensive talent pool and work in partnerships with local education providers uh, to create the future skills pipeline, which is very important for an area. And innovative SMEs are choosing Derby, such as tech firms uh, Bam Bam Cloud, uh, which has opened its global HQ in a modern repurposed space in the city centre. And meanwhile, well-known names in the warehousing, contact centre and food production sectors like Ted Baker, JD Sports, which I used to shop at when I was a young kid, First Source and HelloFresh recruit substantial numbers from the city and its surrounding area. Yeah, so you mentioned that uh, three and a half hour travel time, or it's a uh, four hours uh, from Derby can reach eighty percent of the UK population, which is a, a big thing in logistics uh, because that's a, a single shift for an HGV driver. Uh, so uh, that's why there's a big logistics presence in Derby as well. So I was just going to say, I think I think as well from an employment perspective, you know, you've got. Um obviously the sort of high tech and the engineering which it's well known for but the the medical side as well i'm not sure if ben mentioned it but the royal derby hospital as an example was opened in uh, in 2010 and that was on the site of the former uh, derby city general hospital following a, a third of a billion i think a 330 million transformation uh, it's the newest hospital in the east east midlands and employs 13,000 people you know that's that's in derby itself the Royal Derby Hospital has 1,200 beds and provides state-of-the-art care, heaps of operating theatres and, and high-tech equipment. There's also a really interesting stat that I remember reading, and I think we'll have to try and find it and put it in the notes, but outside of outside of the southeast, I think, or London, Derby has the highest average salary um, for a professional worker due to the the high skilled nature of all the jobs that are there so actually if you're looking at buying a buyer to let there and renting it out you're getting a real high quality tenant that's got a good level of income that can pay for the you know the rent on these properties which is much lower than it would be in you know the southeast so you're getting a a good quality tenant that you know is going to pay your your um your rental income on time you know so i think it's uh, just sort of further reinforces it as a good quality location Yes, I was reading that, that that combination of high salary and low uh, housing cost, um, whether you're buying or renting, means that they have more time to go out and enjoy themselves. That's yeah. one of the things. That's it. I mean, it is. It's a good. Um, it's a sort of combination of things, and people often think, "Well, Derby, you know, what's going on there?" Well, you know, it's got a lot of real core fundamentals, and I mean, if you look at average yields there uh, on rental property, you know, on a one bed, you're looking at seven percent is typical yield. And on the two bed, it's just under 6%, you know, so you're getting some real good quality yield. And then what is the average price point? You know, a one bed is 100 to 150 and, and twos are, you know, 120 to 220. So it's still a pretty affordable price point and you're getting a good yield still. 
Okay, uh, and that wider Derbyshire thing, just finishing off on the employment, um, it's home to the largest rail cluster in Europe. Uh, so it's the rail, aerospace and automotive industries, uh, all centred in, in that Derbyshire region. As you say, with Toyota, Rolls-Royce, Alstom, they've all got significant investments. And around those big businesses come clusters of small businesses and opportunities to work within their supply chains. One slightly weird and... Um, odd uh, bit of information that I came across in the research uh, was the presence of an abundant limestone resource in the Peak District, uh, which um, means there's a long history of quarrying and extraction activities in Derbyshire. There are 21 active quarry sites across the Peak and Dales, contributing in excess of £2.1 billion a year in GVA to the national economy. So that industry is a key employer in the area with Breeden, Tarmac and Semex having large operations in the county. And it's also home to the Institute of Quarrying. Um, Are you going to be joining anytime soon, Callum? Uh, (laughs) I don't think so, no. I mean, there was a quarry where I I used to live when I was younger that had been filled up with water. And I used to, um, you know, go and enjoy diving into that in the summer. But uh, that's about my experience of, of quarrying. Okay, well, you'll be able to visit their 6.5 million world-class visitor experience, an internationally significant centre of excellence <laughs> at the National Stone Centre in Worksworth. Yeah, Worksworth. I was going to say, you're not too sure if you can dive into that, Carl. <laughs> no, okay, well, better not then. Okay, go on, what else have we got, guys? Okay, well, so from the university website, I always like to have a d- dip in there and see what uh, see what the young people think. Apparently, Derby is a vibrant and diverse city with fantastic history and many places to have fun and unwind. Uh, it's also recognised as a purple flag city, it means that they see themselves as a safe city, meaning the five core standards needed to be seen as excellent in managing the evening and nighttime economy. There's a one-minute video to watch of uh, student life in Derbyshire. The still at the beginning just pictures four students holding up slices of pizza, it seems, to camera. So it's like a big selfie. with the, They've all got different bits of food. But there was, um, they identified uh, six different lifestyle groups. Uh, so I'm going to put this to you as to which lifestyle group you think you are. Uh, so are you an, adre- an adrenaline junkie, a culture lover, a gig goer, a serenity seeker, a night owl or a sports fanatic? Um, I'm going to put that to you, Ben. Oh, I, I know. I know. I know. You probably think I'm going to say sports fanatic, which is probably true. But I know that you've got Download Festival and the Why Not Festival, so I'm going to go with Gig Goer Paul. If you live and breathe music, Derby's exciting music scene is the place for you. Whether you idolise world famous stars or champion up and coming bands, Derby has all the gigs and festivals you need. So that's a gig goer. Uh, what about you, Callum? Which one are you? Look, I mean, I know probably the audience is expecting me to say adrenaline junkie, um, but I'm not, you know, I think I'm a bit of a serenity seeker. Okay, well, uh, about serenity seekers, uh, not everyone is a 24-7 party animal. Uh, so if your general approach to life is more laid back or you're in need of a break from your hectic schedule, you'll find Derby a great place to relax. Uh, so... Um, that's Derby. Uh, just to finish off, Derby has been ranked the best place to live in the UK for young people, according to a new study. Uh, credit experts Totally Money have produced a guide to the best locations in the UK to live at every stage of life. And Derby has come out as one of the best. 
The guide helps young professionals find cheap rent and high-paying job opportunities, families to find outstanding schools and pensioners to find safe and social areas. Uh, Even though Derby has been revealed as the best city for all age groups, it only ranks in the top spot for young professionals and young couples. Uh, The high take-home salary of £2,125 a month and low rent of £494 a month uh, and housing costs £158,998 make it a great location for young people looking to save. According to the study, only 23% of income is spent on rent in Derby, which is the lowest in the UK. This leaves young people plenty of money to spend at one of the 70 bars and pubs available in the city, which offers £3 pints of beer. Uh, Henry Keegan, head of research at Totally Money, said, Navigating a course through life can be tricky and even stressful, especially for those looking to live outside familiar areas. But Derby is obviously a place to place to be. Uh, final thoughts, Callum? Yeah, I think just to tie it all together, I mean, we, I, I don't think anyone's mentioned there as well. In, in a recent JLL report, they've suggested that uh, Derby property values could rise um by 17.5% by 2026, so another three three or four years. Um, yeah, so you just tie it all together. You know, you've got those those great employers creating 45,000 jobs. You've got great connectivity. It's a short hop on the train to lots of the other regional Midland cities. And then you look at, just as an example, the development we were talking about, unique sort of conversion of an old mill. You can walk to these employers, Rolls-Royce, you can walk to the train stations, you know, you're buying something with character that looking at the property data that we mentioned earlier, you can get a six or 7% yield on and it's not going to break the bank. So it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty solid place to to look at buying if you're looking pure buy to let. Um, so yeah, sum it up, I'll, I'll leave it with that. Final thoughts from you, Ben? Yeah, and uh, just to add on uh, what Callum said about the connectivity bit, um, it's not just the connectivity to the bigger or bigger uh, surrounding cities or even London. It's also Derby has a lot going for it uh, in itself with the the amount of um, high profile employers that they have there and uh, the amount of the amount of investment that is going on in Derby as well that is increasing. So yeah, just to wrap up. A very good location for a pure buy-to-let. Yep, uh, plenty of information on the Invest in Derby, as I mentioned before, and Visit Derby. They they cover all sorts of aspects of the city. Thank you very much for today. That's it from us. You can catch up with us again every Monday with a fresh episode posted online. Until then, it's goodbye from Callum. Thanks, Paul. Goodbye. And uh, goodbye from Ben. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Uh, Thanks to our producer, Emma Holton, for making us all sound good by editing out all the rubbishy bits. And uh, it's goodbye from me. My name is Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.